That's about enough Christmas cheer. No, no. <laughs> Just kidding. Hey, grab a seat if you can. I'm Josh. I lead the team here at Revive Church. Merry Christmas, everybody. I like to uh, read two different uh, scriptures as we begin and talk to you about the subject just for a few minutes tonight on the greatest gift. We've spent the last few weeks uh, here on uh, Sunday mornings uh, specifically talking about what would the greatest gift be. And we looked at uh, where Jesus himself said, there's no greater gift than a man lay down his life for his friends. And then he also told his disciples, I don't call you servants, I call you friends. Pretty amazing coming from the Son of God. Uh, and then we talked about, actually Bruce uh, on a Sunday talked about Bethlehem moments where God breaks in and speaks to us in our lives. These moments where, where God, we hear God and he he speaks to us because he loves to partner with people. What an amazing message that was. And then last week we talked about the word Emmanuel, which means God with us. Jesus came not just as a baby and who would become a man and a great teacher, but it was God with us. He was actually not only God, which is amazing, but he's with us. <laughs> Which is, which is pretty cool. And so we get to celebrate tonight uh, Christmas Eve together and, and continue this thought of the greatest gift. And I wanna read two verses and then talk about what, what possibly, and I want you to think for a minute, what's the greatest gift you've ever, not like spiritually, but just physically, what's the greatest gift you've ever gotten? We'll talk about that uh, in a moment. I thought it's pretty cool to have uh, Abby with us tonight, back home, and Yanni back home from college. That's a pretty cool gift. I did like brought a tear to my eye. They've come home. I see John and Becca Meek and the Meek crew, the Mighty Meeks are here tonight. Uh, that's a pretty good gift. They're gonna come at the end of the meeting and uh, lead us in song and share some of their, their music, which you can actually buy on iTunes, shameless plug. Um, uh, they have some really good Christmas music, but it's good to have you guys with us tonight. It is, a, it is really a great gift, you coming back from Spokane, where you've led so faithfully uh, the last few years in, in God's kingdom, but thank you guys for, for coming. Danny Hall is here tonight. Stand up, soldier. You look pretty good right back here. He's freezing to death after being in the South. Um, yeah, don't get me started on who's back because I'll get in trouble. Um, but uh, this verse in, in Luke and then one in Matthew, I'd like us to think about uh, Luke 2, verse 10, actually three verses, uh, Luke 2, 10 and 11. And the angel said, fear not, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto, unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior, Christ the Lord. It's pretty good news right there. And then in, in Matthew, uh, Matthew one twenty one, it says, she will bear a son and you will, call him, you will name him Jesus, 
for you'll save the people from their sins. You're going to name him Jesus. What a, what a powerful line that is. Let's, let's pray and, and look at this for just a minute. Father, we come to you so thankful as we, uh, if we took time to look back over everything you've done in our lives over the last year, we, we couldn't take the time in a short meeting on Christmas Eve to recount everything uh, we're thankful for, uh, all the, the things that, that we take for granted, all the, the big gifts and the little gifts and the gifts of family and friends and church. We're so thankful, as Stacy said, as he opened the meeting, a church that celebrates 40 years uh, here in our city, thank you for that. Thank you for what you've done in us as a, a people. Uh, thank you for your great gift, Jesus, as you came uh, to be among us, to be Emmanuel, God with us. Thank you for tonight. Amen. So if you could just think for a minute, what's the greatest gift? And kids, maybe if you lean in and just think really close, maybe that greatest gift's gonna come in the morning uh, when Santa comes, right? Santa who could look mysteriously like Larry Miller. Um, but <clears throat> uh, what's the greatest gift you've ever, you've ever given or given, got, received yourself? Just think about that uh, for a second. I have, a, I think I have a, a few I won't bore you with all those, and I want you to think about what are the qualifications of those great gifts? What would, what would make them great? And I wanna, I wanna look at that. I, I remember I got a kick out of uh, Cameron and Loreen who lead our youth ministry here. Uh, they acquired our previous minivan. We have five kids, and when we had twins first, we immediately graduated from like car to soccer mom van. Almost immediately that we, Purchased from Terry Kepke, it's like, I don't know what year it is, 1982? <laughs> no, Toyota minivan that Cameron and Lorene have, but during small group or a meeting over, I think at the um, Rittners, they pushed the button on the automatic start, which I had purchased for my wife many years ago as a Christmas gift. Someone say, yeah. <laughs> They pushed this automatic start on this old van and like half everyone in the house was like, you don't have an automatic start on that van. <laughs> and their van fires up. He's like, oh yeah. <laughs> that was like the gift that kept giving. That was a, not to pat myself on the back or anything, but like all year, it's like, what? You want a hot car or a cold car? Beep, beep. Minivan, what's up? You just started. That was a gift that just kept going and going. How many can think of a gift that was decent? Kind of like that one. Um, they're like, there's no way that's an automatic start. Um, what about the time? A, a quality of a great gift would be the time that was put into a gift. It's not just random, not like, ah, I go in the store and start grabbing things. Maybe it's the, the time... Uh, and not just random, you don't just, a really good gift has time. You can tell that time is put into it. And I think one of the traits of our culture is we're so busy, we're so fast paced, we're so moving so much that I think some of the greatest gifts could be received or seen if we just would slow down 
right? And just do less, less is more. Somebody say amen on this great Christmas Eve. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Time could have been put into that great gift you received. What if a gift struck a personal chord, something that that meant something to you. It was a gift that just fit you perfectly where you knew that, man, someone really took the time to get a gift that was literally just for me. The, it just struck something inside where you went, man, that was uh, really great. This, this gift is kind of funny. It's simple, but uh, Bob and Jerry Lee came, Jerry Lee came home, their tender church came home from, she came home from business trip and she'd been in Wisconsin and my son could tell you our favorite football team, uh, which we still root for even though they're not in it, the Green Bay Packers. Cheeseheads, any cheeseheads here tonight? All right. Um, she brought a, a, a mug from Lambeau Field, a Green Bay Packer mug. Oh! <laughs> it's like the Holy Grail. Coffee tastes so much better in that Green Bay Packer mug. Right? Um, I don't care if you're boycotting the NFL this year. I still drink out of the Green Bay Packer mug. Uh, but that, what was cool about that really simple gift was it struck a personal chord. It was some, she obviously put some time and thought into, man, uh, our pastor church loves the Packers. Uh, Lord save him. <laughs> She's head and all. Uh, but she took time. Our other, another gift I got in this last year our pastor friend from the UK, uh, Ray Lowe, who's a kind of a Banny Rooster of a man, um, great friend, Ray and Sue Lowe were visiting and he had been gifted this amazing, uh, and sorry for the graphic gift illustration, but he was gifted this amazing Jim Bowie knife that this great knife maker in Africa had made him, and actually Steve Oliver Cameron, your dad, uh, gave this to Ray, but Sue never liked this knife sitting on their counter in the UK. I think it's like illegal there because they don't believe in weapons. Uh, She never liked this huge knife sitting in their house, so he thought, I know someone that would love a gigantic knife. (laughs) This pastor in Montana. (laughs) Diddling, ding, 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 ding. that's me, redneck on steroids. So uh, he flew over here literally and came to our house. The, you guys would remember, my family would. And he came, he had this box and he handed it to me and it was like, oh, it was like the Magi bringing gold frankincense and myrrh. I, not quite. Don't be so serious and religious. <laughs> he handed it to me and I'm like, oh, I haven't used it yet because it's, it's, it's a little bit like Crocodile Dundee. Remember that? That's not a knife this is. Um, but the fact that he thought of that, and I'm, I'm going to use it, by the way. I've promised him that. Uh, the, th- the thought that the, the personal chord that it struck with me, the fact that he put the time and thought into, man, I know who would really, really like this. What about a gift uh, that enhances your relationship with the gift or vice versa, something that means a lot to you or maybe it's handmade or heartfelt or something that really like, you're like, man, this really means something to me. I know for our family, uh, it's not necessarily something you would keep, but one thing we love to do is to go to, as a family, is go to Fairmont Hot Springs. The water's warm, 
right? You can swim all day and they have that massive water slide that uh, is my one and only weight loss program through the year because there's, Brent, you know, because you take your kids there, there's how many flights of steps going up to the top? About 20? Uh, and I run up, Dad, let's do it again, okay. And we run up all these steps. And about once a year we do that and it's something that enhances our relationship. It's something that means a lot to our family. It, it's not a gift you would necessarily keep or unwrap that you found under the Christmas tree or in a stocking, but it's something that means a lot to us. Are you guys still with me tonight? Another, I think, trait of a great gift is something that would require sacrifice. Maybe someone uh, worked extra weekends or sold something to purchase something else. And I actually want to share uh, a story. Jim, you shared this with me and it uh, struck a chord with me, but it's called the story of the Magi. And I'll share this really in brief, but just a, excuse me, a description of a couple, Jim and Della, who didn't have much money for Christmas gifts one year. And the story of the Magi ends with the story of the three wise, or the wise men who uh, bring gifts to Christ. Uh, but Della only had $1.87 when she went to buy a gift for her husband, Jim. And so instead of uh, getting something really inexpensive, she sold her hair. She had a really long haircut uh, and made $20. She sold it to a nearby hairdresser named Madame Sofroni. And she ended up finding a platinum uh, chain for her husband's prized watch. She thought, I can't afford this chain, but I'm going to cut off my hair to buy this chain for his watch. And she bought it for $21. Satisfied with this perfect gift, she ran home and started to make dinner. Uh, Jim came home unusually late, and he walked in immediately, and he noticed his wife's beautiful hair had been cut. And she had prayed, Lord, I pray she, he still thinks I'm pretty. And Della then admits to Jim she had sold her hair to buy him his present. At that time, Jim took out, uh, gives Della her present, which is assortment of combs and brushes for her long hair. Although, <laughs> uh, Jim and Della, well, Della then shows Jim the chain she had bought for his watch, the problem was he had traded his watch to buy the combs and brushes. And they realized how far and how, far and how willing they were to go to show each other uh, love and how priceless their love for one another really was. And then the story of the Magi goes into the story of these uh, wise men who brought gifts to Christ. See, some great gifts require great sacrifice. It really would make that gift really great uh, if you were to sell your most valuable uh, possession. Another trait of a great gift, the last one is the name of the gift, right? Some gifts just have a really cool name. When I was a boy, uh, I think my favorite gift definitely probably was G.I. Joe. Yeah, <laughs> I had one woo. Anyone else out there? <laughs> what if it was like G.I. Hank? G.I. <laughs> Spencer. 
Sorry if her name's Spencer. Uh, there was, there's like the best-selling gifts every single year. There's like Easy Bake Oven. How many of you got that? Pretty good gift. Or Rubik's Cube, things like that. Or in 1952, do you know what the number one best-selling gift of the year was? Hmm? Mr. Potato Head. And he's still going strong. What if he's Mr. Turnip Head? Wouldn't work, would it, Connie? <laughs> Mr. Potato Head, it just works, right? The name uh, of the gift. This year, it's all about the, like, a- Amazon Echo, the voice activated. Look how far we've come from Mr. Potato Head to a thing you tell, Echo, play my playlist, right? Um, so think about that. The time that went into a gift, something that strikes a personal chord, something that enhances your relationship, something that requires sacrifice or the name of something really makes it a great gift. As I thought about that, I thought about all the things we have and really we're very fortunate in this time and age and day that we live in and country we live in. Someone say amen. We really are. And Proverbs 17.1, sometimes we have so much we fail to... Uh, appreciate what we have. Proverbs 17.1 says, better a dry crust with peace and quiet than a house full of feasting and strife. In other words, man, better to be poor and just barely have a little bit than be in a house with everything you want and you're you're arguing all the time. And guys, I want to challenge us as we think about the gift that Jesus brought and see how he matches up with these Qualities, and, and I want us to maybe leave here with thanks and appreciation and, and praise tonight and over this tomorrow and this next week, looking at what Jesus really has done because he really, if you think of the time that went into the gift, are you guys still with me tonight? First Peter 1.20, God chose him. Ephraim, if you could throw that up. God chose him as your ransom long before the world began, but he has now revealed him to you in these last days, Galatians 4, 4, but when the set time has come, God sent his son, born of a woman. Think about God chose him as a ransom way before the world began, way before the earth was created. God had a plan to redeem mankind. He said, you know what? His name is gonna be Jesus. I'm gonna choose him to be a ransom. Think of the time that was put into this gift. The thought, the care, the prayer where God himself said, man, I'm a, I, I've been waiting when the time had finally come. Galatians, Paul sums it up and he said, the time finally came where God sent his son, a born of a woman, that he would, he would save the people from their sins. There was great time put into this gift. What about striking a personal chord. I love what Isaiah 7, 14 says. It said, the virgin will have a son. You're gonna call him Emmanuel, God with us. Imagine this infinite God, this amazing big God that made the heavens and the earth bigger than all of creation would, would come and subject himself to becoming like us. Emmanuel, God with us, a God that knows us and cares for us and speaks to us and is with us. What a gift, what a personal gift. 
that God that's so big, the God of the Old Testament that appeared like our tornado to Job or, or a fire to Moses or a, this uh, burning furnace to Abraham, this God that was, was kind of scary at times would come and become a man, become flesh and be God with us, a God that would know us and not, not call us servants but call us friends. Man, what a, what a personal chord that strikes. So God, the God of the universe who said, man, I want to be with you. Man, that's good news tonight. It strikes a personal chord. It's a, a gift that someone uh, not only put thought into, but he thought of you. He thought of you. He knew you before he formed you in your, in your mother's womb. The Bible said in Psalms that he wants to be uh, with you. What about enhancing the relationship? 2 Corinthians 5, 21 says something like this. It says, he who knew no sin became sin so we can become the righteousness of God. I don't want us to think about that on Christmas Eve for just a minute, let that sink in. Think about he who knew no sin became sin sin. Now, if you've ever studied really hard for a test, kids, you could relate to this. If you've ever put everything you have, how many have ever done that? (laughs) Into a test, into studying, you got a great grade, you got a great score, but someone else in your class, man, they flunked that thing. They didn't even study. They, they They didn't even cram for that final. And imagine getting your great grade. You got that A plus, 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 like in the Christmas story, right? You got that grade and the other person didn't. They flunked that thing and you said, you know what? I'll give you my grade and take your failure. Wow, Jesus did that with something that's much more important, right? with our personal salvation, our sin, our greatest mistakes. He who knew no sin became sin for us. Talk about doing something that would bless our relationship and be heartfelt, something we'd remember forever. What about a sacrifice? What about the great gifts require sacrifice? What about what he did on the cross? 1 John 4, 9 and 10 This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Thank you, Lord. He said, man, I'll take your place. I'll, I'll, take, your, I'll take the place, the, the place of, of sin and, and everything you deserve, the mistakes you've made, I'll sacrifice. I'll, I'll be the one who cuts my hair or sells my favorite watch. He gave his life. He's the one who sacrificed everything. He had the ultimate sacrifice. What a great gift. And then what about the name of the gift? We began with Matthew 1, 21. The virgin will conceive a son and she'll name, she, she will name him Jesus. He'll forgive people of their sins. What a great name. What a name and a gift that gifts we get, we forget sometimes. Not you kids that are here because you're gonna treasure and be so thankful for your gifts all week, I know. 
<laughs> all week, <laughs> all week, <laughs> all year. <laughs> this would be really. <laughs> How many have ever gotten a gift and it, they just fade? Even the best gifts, even the coolest gifts. I got, I got a GI Joe. I'll never forget this. I've, I've, it's long been lost, but it was the, not only the GI Joe soldiers like Snake Eyes and all the really cool guys and Storm Shadow, the ninjas. How many are with me? It's a soldier. <laughs> I got the base. I got like the, the huge fort, and that was like the mega gift. Those things fade. We lose them, we forget them, they break. It's like every, every Woody is replaced by a Buzz Lightyear eventually. Uh, the name of Jesus, the gift of what Christ did for us, never fades. Never goes away. It never, never gets old. It's the gift that, pardon the expression, but keeps on giving. God is always there for us. He's always willing and available and ready to enter into relationship with us. Every single Christmas, it's time to, to not only be thankful, but say, man, God, I, maybe I need you in my life. I need that gift. To, even though I don't deserve it or don't uh, respect it or don't pray for it or don't ask for it, or maybe I've been uh, like someone who's just scoffed at the gift or forgotten the gift. He still comes to us in that name. You'll name him Jesus. That, that name you can call on at any single time. Are you guys here? That name you can pray to and ask for and say, Jesus, I need you right here, right now, despite what I've done. He's still faithful and just to forgive our sins and he comes into our life no matter what. And on this Christmas Eve, I wanna think of the greatest gift ever given. It was the fact that God came down and became a man and he lived among us and he lived a perfect life to pay for our life that wasn't perfect. And guys, that's why we celebrate, right? That's why we come. And even though we may replace Jesus with other things that come into our life, he said, man, I'm still here. And I still wanna be with you and I still want the message of Christmas and that great gift of what I've done to resonate. And he's still so available. Um, and he still says, man, I'll, I put time. I want to be with you personally. I want to enhance our relationship and say, hey, I'm still here. I sacrificed everything just to know you. What a great gift. <laughs> and so maybe we've come to a place where our house is like a, full of feasting but strife and God wants to break in and said man I, I don't care if you have a dry cross I, I want you to have peace and quiet and blessing that kind of blessing comes through a man named Jesus and what he did not only being born but dying on a cross for our sins it's what we celebrate it's what the story the gift of the magi tries to describe and what really the Bible came to articulate and what we celebrate as Christians right, that Jesus came once and for all to pay for our sins. Amen? I'd like um, uh, John and uh, Rebecca to come up. They're going to uh, help us conclude the evening. And any other, is it just you guys? Just that that's all we need. <laughs>